0: of talking about mental health and the arts, My name is Scarlett Maltman, and today we are joined by actress, writer, and photographer Jessica Temple. I definitely got that from your website. My website, website, thank you. Your website.
1: Good job that money's worth that I'm paying for. it. Absolutely,
0: (laughs) absolutely, because it was just actress (sighs) until I went on the website, and I was like, writer and photographer is going in the bio.
1: Loose loose terms, we'll say. How are you today, Jess? I'm really well. I've got a cup of tea. The weather's not too, it's really windy, and I hate hate wind. is it? I think I'm like a toaster,
0: though. Oh, okay. Well, you've got a lovely cozy jumper on. To yeah, be fair, that's all right. Just- I'm like dress for summer because I'm in inspiring positive sunny weather. Whereas I'm
1: just like retreat, retreat. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely, but now I
0: wish I wore my jumper. (laughs) So Jess, we always start with the word association game. How are you at games? Uh, I'm really competitive, but it's only myself, so. Okay, fab, fab. We actually do have a time limit. Excuse me? Yeah. Okay, cool. This is You're the first podcast I've done in 2020, (gasps) so the challenge is there. We'll set in the bar. We'll set the timer. Okay, so the first thing that comes into your head. Okay. Sleep. Love. Drama skill. Hard. Easter. Bunny. Chocolate.
1: Egg. <laughs> Shakespeare.
0: Thou. Photography. Snap.
1: Headshots. Yeah. Music. Yes. Avocados. Overrated. <laughs> I had avocado for my breakfast. I'm lying. I love avocados. <laughs> oh my god! I love what I said. Chocolate. You said egg. Well, I think you I know what I was on Easter. the. Yeah, I know. See, I see, chocolate. I love chocolate. I can't do. I think white chocolate's too sweet. I love
0: White chocolate. Mm. Have you had a crunch before? A, cr- uh, a
1: crunch. So it's I it's, must it's
0: um it's white chocolate bar, but it's got like rice crispy bits in it, so it's like Stop a bit it. crunchy, Ooh. and it's really good because it takes away the richness of the normal white chocolate. If you're listening in, this is now a new food. Yeah, yeah. This is with food food.
1: and you No, know that's not a, a bad own... idea. Let's right, get creative. Right. Twenty <laughs> twenty. Be right.
0: Podcast. Um, <laughs> so Jess, we always start at the very beginning. Where did your love for the arts start? Can you tell us about your journey?
1: <gasps> oh, my journey. Um, Well, I kind of just g- grew up in it. Mm-hmm. Um, My parents aren't... My dad's sort of semi-professional, I guess, now, but um, growing up I did lots of amateur theatre and yeah. it sort of was born out of me being at rehearsals when I was in a Moses basket because my parents couldn't afford babysitters all the oh, time, geez. so they just take me along. Yeah. And I got when I was four, they were doing a production of... Um, the King and I, a lovely yeah, Rodgers yes. and Hermes musical. And uh, I was at rehearsal and I was sort of bored and asked if I could join in. And, and that was basically, I don't remember that day. It wasn't a momentous light bulb moment for me ever. Yeah. I've just always done it. So I, I yeah, and I, that meant, that like, means yeah. I've got really supportive parents, people around me, they just... They loves yeah. it as much as me, really. And so, your mum
0: and dad are both in the industry? Not,
1: not, I guess, no. My mum's uh, head of music at my old school. Amazing. So she's a, more of a musician, really, but she directs all the, the school musicals and the, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But my dad, I guess, more so. I grew up doing a lot of Gilbert and Sullivan, so like Packed Penzance and Mikado, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and my dad's quite heavily involved in doing that professionally, I guess. But Amazing. yeah, I mean, it's just, I've just been surrounded by it forever, yeah. as long as I can remember. So that's fantastic. Sort of
0: so what was it. the point for you that you were like, I'm going to audition for drama school and want to do this professionally? Was it like a no brainer
1: or? Yeah, I mean, when I I mean I, I thought of my stage name was about ten. Mm-hmm. So I, I sort of didn't, but in terms of drama school and stuff, I I had it in my head that I do sort of college and then drama school or uni then drama school so I didn't really understand what drama school meant but I knew that I was going to do it from a really young age and then obviously you start to talk about that in GCSEs pre like year 10 year 9 year 10 and sort of go well well, this is maybe what I want to do and you hear of like rada and lambda and guilt all that kind of stuff and then um yeah and then I kind of thought no this is I really want to get some tools under my belt um to kind of see whether I can actually do this for real really um and that, that's it. It's, it's kind Amazing. of it seems really simple. I just kind of all fell into place a little You're bit. You're
0: born to perform. Um, stop
1: <laughs> it. No, it's it's not. That. I think you've got to. There's so many things have to be in place. Oh my gosh, you sure. You for know, sure. and it what I didn't get in the first time, and then I moved away for a year and spent some time, you know, working on myself. And Amazing. Where did you go? I was in Vancouver, in Canada. Oh my as you do. Go on. I was a nanny
0: after go being on, a dinner girl. lady
1: here in, in in Nottingham, where I where I grew up, where that's I'm from. Fantastic. Um... And then came back in, audition and it sort of all happened, really. And that's not without that hard work and, yeah, yeah, of course, and all of yeah. the setbacks and everything. But um, I've been really lucky. I'm really aware of how lucky I've been. So, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Go on. And you went to Bristol Old Vic. Oh, in a lovely Bristol. Fantastic. Yeah. Which is, I think, fair to say, considered one of the best acting skills in the world. Oh, I, I oh, love did
1: it. Did you hear that? A world. <laughs> oh, here we are.
0: Olivia went there. Oh, stop it, know. because
1: anything to do, listeners, with Olivia Coleman, I am, um, I think she's the best thing since sliced bread. Would you consider yourself <sighs> the next Olivia Coleman? N- never. <laughs> I'm a fan like I'm not just like an actor who admires another actor I'm literally like fangirl girl, and yeah. in fact I, I had the opportunity to meet her once and I said no because I knew I'd be so nervous Maybe. Yeah. Cause... Kathy met Olivia I Stop believe it. at the What's On Stage Awards I've heard she's just the best and like oh, I'll get much I was having um, a little dinner party the other oh, night just for load, load gals there I worked with an actor uh, actress I should say like a year ago and we sort of kept in touch and she's brilliant she brought a load of her best gal pals together and There was a lady there who's also an actor who just started talking about Collie. I was like, who's Collie? She's like, oh, she's an actor. You probably know. I was like, "Mm, I'm talking about Olivia Coleman." She's like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, she's one of my best mates. I was like, (gasps) Collie. Collie. They call her (sighs) Collie. Yeah, I know. I want to be a friend. I want trivia. to get her on the podcast. Like stop. that is that is my lifelong goal to if have you, Olivia if you, Coleman. If you do, then I can say I've also done the same podcast as oh my Olivia God. Coleman. It, well you so. can come along, yeah. No, stop because you I'll come. be an embarrassment. I'm no, getting <laughs> I'm getting flustered. We have to stop this conversation now. Let's move stop on to Stop talking Olivia, about Olivia. Olivia.
0: <laughs> um, let's chat about what your experience at drama school was like, you know, falling into the footsteps of Olivia Coleman. Well, speaking <laughs>
1: from my experience, um I mean it was really hard I can't lie mm. it was it was sort of um really weird in that I think certainly I was on a three-year course so a lot of us were like the babies even though I was the oldest because I had some time out yeah, but like, like a lot of my year I was sort of 18 19 20 those, I went yeah. at 21 so I was the grandma of the group but it was sort of my uni experience really so you're kind yeah. of trying to do you know getting that out your system <clears throat> drinking, yeah, etc., and also being in school like twelve hours a day, and then I had to work the weekends as well because I, I had to to have to live, have to live, have to eat more than lentils, yeah, yeah. Um, despite what all the <laughs> the health uh, the health books tell you. But um, it was really hard. I loved it. It was really hard. Yeah. It was a real like, but you know, being s- submerged in it. And actually, only as I was coming out of drama school did I look back and wish I'd not enjoyed it more cuz hindsight's a really easy thing but yeah, yeah. Um, going out and then not knowing when you're going to do acting ever again if you are it's mad um, I, I there's a part of me that was like oh i wish i just saved it saved it that little bit more but i mean yeah i mean it, it i had i went through a lot of drama school definitely
0: yeah. yeah i think it's a setting as well of you know when you graduate you're never in that same setting again that ever. you do no, ever no. that you do get up and to I know you like it was acting there but we we were doing I went to musical theatre school like ballet class at like eight thirty in the morning and then yeah going we did ballet for Z. the first year
1: and I'd be like ballet pilates fight which I loved fight singing then text yeah. work then this then that then accents and all this okay. kind of stuff I mean and it's also a bubble I mean Bristol is small as well yeah. there was well how many was in your year we started with twelve and then we uh, went to ten so we were ten that then joined with the year course in our final year to make 24 so it was still all really Really? self-contained which was amazing because you felt like you got attention and um there was space enough to be an individual and not feel like you were treading on anyone's toes etc so um which is again something then to adjust to when you're coming out into the industry where you're like ah I am actually I'm I'm special in some ways but in others I'm really not I'm just part of the herd again so um yeah it was it was it was small
0: yeah small small but groups. fantastic to go to such an amazing school oh yeah what, was there right. any um, mental health support there when you were training I know that times have changed in the last couple of years yeah and um,
1: what was the kind of support like when you were there I think I think it's changed massively when I think about my time because then um I mean being honest I had a not a breakdown but I had to have time off school in my second year because I am a type one diabetic okay um and I feel like I go on about it all the time, so I take the piss when I talk about it, but I shouldn't because it's, some people don't know. And yeah. actually, it's okay to talk about. Um, but I'm type diabetic, and I wasn't looking after myself um, for various reasons, mainly to do with, like, the way I looked. And it was, anyway, that was a whole chapter that feels like ages ago, mm-hmm. but I wasn't looking after myself enough. And then I was in rehearsals for Nativity, which is something we do in second year, and we take it to... Um, primary schools around Bristol which is super cute anyway I had a it was an incident and I had to have time off school and the school really supported me in that sort of behind closed doors a little bit but they basically said um, we want you to be well and physically and mentally well enough to complete your training and then to be a professional actor but if we don't get like written consent from a doctor you're not coming back so I mean that was without that really really tough couple of months in my life I, I don't know where I'd be now. Yeah, so well, that's
0: fantastic that they yeah. supported you. Absolutely. Yeah, you
1: know we had we had a um, support officer called Julia who you could go and chat to if mm-hmm. there was anything that could be put in place that kind of tried to happen. But I, it it I hope it's improved as I yeah. would hope over the last couple of years it's improved anywhere, yeah. not just Bristol. Yeah, yeah. I of think course. there can always be improvements. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But Absolutely. for me
1: personally, they really helped me.
0: Amazing. That's good to hear. That's yes. Good to hear. At the time of this podcast, um, lots of young aspiring actors might be auditioning for drama school, um, as I think it's audition season. Um, What advice would you give to someone auditioning? Because I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast before, Mm -hmm. and I think it's such a weird time when you're auditioning for
1: I would not do it. I would not do it again, (laughs) even if you paid me. I think it's so stressful and weird. Mm. Because I remember... um, I'd always known I wanted to go to drama school, blah, blah, blah. And everyone started talking about monologues. I was like, where do I find a monologue? Like, I had Mm. no idea. So you look in, like, the compilation books, and then people are like, no, 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 don't do that. Get it from a play, go and sit in... What was the... There was a famous bookshop that kind of closed that used to be where oh, yeah. you went to get all your plays. Oh, I can't
0: remember what it was called. Neither can I. I mean,
1: it might be the equivalent of going to the National Now or yeah, the yeah. Royal Court bookshop. Anyway, I remember, like, taking myself one afternoon. I booked a train. i saved up some money, to, you know, and went to London to find a monologue. Oh. And it's like... I just find it so weird. I think the advice... Because I do a bit of coaching on the side, you know. Yeah. Side hustle. Um... Is it? It sounds so wanky, but you've just got to try and be yourself. Yeah. I think, and I think, and I think that's you could say that about any time in the industry. You have just got to try and be as true to yeah, yourself yeah, as you possibly absolutely. can. But do your research. Don't. I mean, the first time I auditioned, I auditioned everywhere, and I felt like I needed to spread myself really thin. And you know, yeah. and actually, you you kind of don't do. Look at who's graduated. Look at what they offer, because every course is slightly different. Mm-hmm. Where you're training. I mean, I. Couldn't really have afforded to have trained in London, I don't think. So expensive. It's, like. it's hella, hella, hella dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really lucky in that Bristol worked out. I still had to work on the side. But, um, yeah, and be, I say be smart about your pieces. Like, look, you know, read about what's relevant, what's just happened. Mm. If you're doing a Shakespeare, like, do try and read the whole Shakespeare and then get some extra help because versus is difficult. Yeah. Um, it's not just like learning a modern speech. It requires time and... Yeah. Techniques and stuff that that a tutor can give you, but also you can you know, um, it's really hard. It's hard because then if you don't get in, you're like, oh, they don't like me, and you're like, no, it's not. It's you not can't that. Get so
0: personal. Of course you do because
1: you kind of have to. But and also, and I see this every time I audition as well. Now I got a piece of advice that says you're auditioning them as much as they are you. Yeah. You've got to want to go there. So if you walk into a room and you don't feel it, that's not your fault. That's you know maybe because like I auditioned a Guildhall and I hated it. It's a brilliant school, but it just wasn't for me. And so I auditioned once and didn't go back. And the first time I auditioned Bristol, I walked in, I was like, this is what, I've got to come here. And I, it doesn't, I'm not saying that that'll happen every time. Yeah. But I think that's, you get a gut feeling and absolutely run with it. Absolutely. And if you like a speech, do that one.
0: Yeah. And you can also go to Jess for some That wasn't an
1: advertisement. (laughs) That I swear, does it, (laughs) actor, writer, photographer. No, 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 that was more like... (laughs) Girl no, I'm just going to sip my tea And that's the tea I
0: love it, you're going to get, this is a new business People This a is why I'm here you know, yeah. It's January, it's a bit bleak Do you know what I mean, so if you, if you need to help with your edition monologues guys? Just um, holler, holler at your girl uh, Yes, girl, on Instagram um, She's £200 an hour
1: What uh, <laughs> am I?
0: Excellent I'm setting your standards high, Set your standards high. Um, What is your relationship with mental health? That's a massive question So Take
1: it however sure. you want to. It's, it's a really good question. My relationship is, um, I think, is on a roller coaster all the time. Um, in general, it's better than it, it ever has been
0: Amazing.
1: because I used to ignore it and so I kind of suffer in silence and then ended up um, not looking after myself and things got real bad. Yeah. And then, um, but I mean, mental health is so, it's weird, right? Yeah. And I'm kind of surrounded by certainly family members who have various different problems with mental health like my brother and he talks about this really openly so I'm not outing him but he's got bipolar my you know and dealing with that and seeing that in someone you love is really interesting but then with myself and stuff like I've been on medication for like anxiety depression all that kind of stuff I've been to therapy I've done that I've also done a lot of like just being really honest about it, and that's the hardest thing I think, yeah, especially actually. in an industry where I was like, "I'm so excited to announce that I'm oh doing this God. thing and I'm doing that thing." And look at these, and I'm and I'm also guilty of it. And there's no point in like bullshitting. Like I'll post a picture of my headshot or what I'm up to Absolutely. and be like, "Can't talk about it yet, but it's really exciting." <laughs> not in not not in that way. I hope it's a bit, as but not as obvious as that. But um, actually, there are times where my mental health is terrible. Like I had a meltdown. Uh, was it Monday today? See, I don't even know okay. what day. Yeah, I had a meltdown yesterday in front of my boyfriend, who's nothing to do with the industry, which is amazing, because I can just, he's a sounding board, and he's brilliant, yeah. and he's also really practical. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and I just was like, I don't know what I'm doing, it's not going anywhere, I'm not blah, 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 blah. Um, So I think it's a real, it, it honestly changes daily.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that's okay.
0: Absolutely. I think um, it's just having
1: that conversation,
0: and knowing it's okay to chat about how you're feeling it makes such a huge
1: difference yeah and I think also it's really easy to slip into that kind of stream of going I'm so alone in this business and I don't you know I'm the only one feeling these things and that sounds like a really obvious thing but um people might give you the impression that thing is going really well but I've more recently started just reaching out if i'm feeling a bit shit yeah i'm just being like can we have a cuppa i just could do with chatting through some stuff Absolutely. and nine times out of ten the person's that opposite you even if you think they're doing better quote unquote mm-hmm. like than you whatever that means um they're not and they have the same anxieties yeah. and i worked with an amazing um actor in a, a play i did like a year and a bit ago now um and I was chatting with him when I went into a bit of a dark patch during the show, I was working, I was just not having a great time and, you know, he said, In, it for me it never gets any easier and sometimes I still worry about how I'm going to pay my mortgage. He works constantly yeah. and, like, people know who he is but there's still that kind of uncertainty and that anxiety and, you know, seeing older actors who have been doing it forever who kind of fluff a line and then they have a meltdown you're like, yeah. oh, actually, like, yeah, this is, yeah, of course you're worried about your next job or like Absolutely. when your agent's in or do you know what I mean I think yeah.
0: we're all the same aren't we regardless of status or how many jobs you've worked definitely
1: definitely and I think it's even tough at the top definitely yeah. oh yeah because then sure. you've got to maintain that kind of level it's lonely of as well.
0: it's yeah. yeah
1: I think so I'm not saying like it's as easy as just having a chat because obviously I mean my outlet sometimes was was writing um yeah. I journal quite a lot texting mates who are. Nothing to do with acting. Yeah, <laughs> having friends outside of the industry and like um, my parents have always been really supportive. Um, yeah, there's kind of a number of things I've put in place to make sure that I don't feel alone. Yeah, which I, oh god, <laughs> I'm fine. Not it's <laughs> no, all no, good. No, but it's but so you know true. what I mean? I think
0: it is. it's such a lonely industry. Like mm. you're out for yourself constantly, and I
1: think you know, up until a couple of years ago, no one spoke about mental health at all. So which it's, is like, I'm so glad I'm living in this bit now, and yeah. not even if in the industry, new out five yeah, ten years yeah. ago. Yeah, so yeah. Like
0: I, even even watching like things like the BAFTAs, like going back to our gal Olivia Coleman when she was like, yeah, I used to work as a cleaner, and you know people like chatting and how they suffered mental health and mm. and worked those like quotation marks muggle jobs, Like yeah. And it normal normalizes the like what it is because it's not like a red carpet event and you know hashtag living your best actress life. It's no, so I mean hard. I, I had know. a
1: real I had a real moment where so I. I was really lucky. I got I filmed a couple of TV things last year, which is the first time that I've ever. Yeah, you did. I was like, "Oh, it's happening!" I'm really Uh, nervous. And there was a screening for um, the thing I did that was out at Christmas, and I. What was it again? I've seen it on your your Instagram. Hashtag (laughs) promotion. Promotion makes me wanna. Okay, Uh, it's called Martin's Close. Um, It was. It is a Mr. James who was like a Victorian ghost writer. He wrote this ghost story called Martin's Close, and then Mark Gatiss. Who's League of gentleman, Sherlock, sort yeah. of fame, um, wrote and adapted it for television and I was in it. Smashed it. Anyway, we had a screening for this thing and I, that was on a Wednesday and I had nothing else in my diary for the week. Not, like, literally nothing. So I sat, you know, trying to keep busy and um, it was all really glam and brilliant and the best night because um, there was a QA afterwards and it felt really special. Sense. And the next day I was like, and nothing to do and you're like this is this is it isn't it the kind There's of ebb and flow of it industry. it's bizarre it's really strange and I was chatting to my mate
0: about that because she um she does voiceovers too uh-huh, and she got uh-huh. like a I, I I don't understand the voiceover world at all but she she got a big one <laughs> uh-huh, and she was uh-huh. like it's so weird because I mean like I live 10 minutes away from the studio and they got me like a big fancy car and all this and <laughs> it was like amazing and then she was like and today I'm off to like my, my muggle job to like teach and to get on the tube and it, it's so weird how one day you can literally be on yeah that that level and then yeah. the next it's like okay back to reality and yeah, it's yeah. constant it's that constant circle and I think that's what makes it so up and down
1: like definitely and all I, the time and I also think I had this big one before Christmas of being like I don't feel relevant and that's been a huge thing and I'm still sort of you know working through that in my own head and chatting to other people about mm-hmm. it but the kind of like you know, that looking at everyone else and, like, that person gets cast in things all the time or it's the same kind of group mm. of people that get seen for stuff, cast in whatever it is. Yeah, and and just sort of keeping on the side of it. it's okay. I don't mm-hmm. have to be that person that is asked for, uh, but it doesn't mean that I've disappeared into the ether, which oh, sometimes yeah, feels like you just... Yeah, no one knows yeah. who you are and no one actually gives a shit. Yeah. And nine times out of ten they probably don't give a shit because they've got a million other things to think about, but... I think that's really exhausting. Is trying to feel like to be present, to be the present time. all the time, and like you know, keep up with the emails, which just like you never get responses to. I mean, it's really tough. And actually, speaking to my my partner about it because he's so new to everything, he's like, "It's it's hard, isn't it?" I was like, "Yeah, it's not. It's not as glamorous. When yeah. you're doing it, it's the best thing in the world. But even then, like the jobs you might do are really difficult, yeah. or that's physically tiring, or At four a.m." You're dealing- Filming calls, right? Like. Or you're dealing with assholes, or yeah. like whatever it is. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. That was all a bit of a word vomit, no, no, but, it's, but it's it's yeah.
0: completely
1: makes sense. And yeah. I think,
0: especially like the the whole so- social media thing as well. Like, and that's why that is such a huge kind of part in it all because you have to remain. You have to keep your, your presence on social me- media alive and you have to stay relevant by uploading your headshot and what you're doing next. So people mm. see you because cast and directors do go to that as a till. It's like, for most of the first thing that they do. Yeah. And then that's that thing as well. When you do go on your social platform going, all right, they're doing this, that and the other. Yeah. So it's like that constant kind of circle yeah. as well. Yeah,
1: which is why I, I try and... I mean, Twitter I use more for sort of like, this is coming up or... I've seen this and it's amazing. Yeah, I'll yeah, only yeah. try and be positive on Twitter because I think it's a real negative space, oh, yeah. as is like most social yeah. media. Facebook's for like you know family, the family, yeah. The fan. <laughs> um, and then Instagram, I really try and be conscious that I, 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 I want to be as honest as I can be without like compromising my privacy as well. Yeah, yeah. So that will be like sometimes it's like this is coming out. I'm really excited, genuinely. Um, because I'm proud of the work that I do. Um, and then sometimes it'll be like, uh, the NHS is struggling, <laughs> please help me, I feel like yeah. shit. Or whatever it is that yeah, day, yeah. you know, and I think that's the real um, trap that people feel like they need to present a version of Absolutely. themselves. And sometimes the version of me is working and feeling great and really proud and happy. Yeah. And sometimes the version of me is like, oh, I hi, not yeah, this is terrible. Yeah. It's, it's okay to express <laughs> uh, both of those.
0: Yeah. On the
1: topic of Instagram,
0: um, you put a post up um, all about self-love. Um, you stated, I'm going to quote you here. Oh, no. This the is last... What... Sorry, carry on, sorry. (laughs) Because people were doing the decade challenge. Uh, Yeah, yeah, may wait. The decade challenge. To quote, you said, The last decade was the discovery of self-love. I often hated myself and the way I looked. This led to a constant battle with my health and my relationship to my body and food. First of all, I think it's amazing that you posted this because I think, not just for females, but I think more so for females. It's something that we get faced with a lot. Um, And I think... We need to have more conversations mm. like this. Um, but what made you post that in the first place? Because That's a huge thing to to do.
1: Yeah, I th- to be honest, it's I, I, I you know really important to open the conversation up about mental health. I'm I'm really proud of myself. Go on, yeah. I think that's just that's just it really, and and it was more of a reflection of me looking back. And maybe people will be like, well, you don't need to post it on Instagram. But I also think no, like right. it's totally fine to celebrate your achievements if they're even if they're nothing to do with your job like in fact better yeah. if they're not
0: Absolutely.
1: um and actually it was a moment where I was like I the last 10 years have been really difficult they've been difficult on uh what's happened with like family with what I put my body through my mental health like yeah. starting a career living in London like doing all the stuff that Like seven-year-old me wouldn't have thought twice about, but as you get older and you you get more stuff fed to you and like all these things are telling you that you're not right and you're not perfect. You need to be slim. You need to go on this diet. You need to look a certain way. Um, I just kind of wanted a moment to go. Actually, I'm doing it. Yeah. And I'm making it work. And I'm taking my 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 medication. I mean, like insulin. Not you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm looking after. I'm being responsible for myself which I wasn't for like a long time because it's sometimes easier not to be and then let everyone else deal with it.
0: Yeah. You know, and I think
1: being in this industry, which is so hard, not just as a human, but as a female as well, because um, I even had a moment the other day when I suddenly thought, "Why, why is it that actors are are always considered, like, the more beautiful people, yes, the right? slimmer people. I'm like, I'm just playing human. So if I've got thighs, which I do, and I'm really proud of my body. Yeah. I have moments where I still, I'm going, but yeah. um, I'm learning every day. Um, or, like, why does my hair have to be, like, really, really thick? Or why do I have to have massive bushy eyebrows? Yeah. Or why do I have to... Because, bushy eyebrows. Thank you. We chatted about yeah, the we Bushy Eyebrows did. We did. <laughs> podcast. But, like, why, why... Where did that come from? Hollywood's different. Hollywood's yeah, a different... It's another world. A different tier, a different crazy... Oh, whatever that is, good for them. But like, in terms of just, and I feel like that that kind of expectation is bleeding in from 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 Hollywood into yeah, sort of like uh, absolutely just being an actor. I'm just wanna I'm just wanna work as an actor. I yeah. don't I don't wanna, you know. So I think um, that post particularly was just about being. I'm actually at a place where I, I don't love all the bits of myself, but I certainly love a lot more than I used to and actually that is then helping inform how I feel when I get rejected from an audition yeah. or uh, or whatever it is or I go for a costume fitting and they can't quite get it right because I'm not a size zero do you know what I mean like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. for me is a massive thing absolutely so. I think um I
0: used to have it with um headshots because I was told at <sighs> drama school you know if you don't look a certain way mm. you won't make it in this industry mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I mean I spoke about this before on the podcast. Like I was called into a room as a, when I was at drama school and told that um, because I'd put on weight that it wouldn't work and I had to lose weight. Um, I was told, you know, the costume in my third year production didn't suit me because I had boobs and I was meant to be playing like Vendla and Spring Awakening. And it's like it's hard. So when I went to get my headshots and I was like, I need to look perfect and I need to look like a Hollywood star who you know who has that little small nose and, and nice big hair and you know the perfect model face and all this and it's like in and for so long like everything was like the looks the looks the looks and now I'm like who gives a fucking toss like mm-hmm. it's about the acting like we're I don't know about you but I'm certainly inspired by people like Olivia who can fucking act like it's and I don't know exactly what you're exactly what you're saying like we're this whole thing about you know actors
1: have to look like, They're like the beautiful people, the beautiful, and you're like, like. What's up? I think there are a lot of beautiful people in the world. Oh my god! Who also, on actors who are just beautiful on the yeah. inside as well. That sounds oh, really wanky, but I think I'm there's absolutely. a kind of like, and I but I feel it also sometimes when I go into a room and audition. I've met someone I've not met before. They've I've been brought in, whatever, based on either my headshot or CV or whatever. And actually, had, I remember doing a workshop, and it was with a TV casting director. Never met him before. And we were sat in a circle doing a bit of a Q&A beforehand. And he sort of was not ignoring me, but he wasn't very sort of present, really. Mm. And then um, we got to choose scenes that he'd brought along. And I was like, I'm going to do this one where the character's a bit sexy. Because I don't—I would never, ever describe myself as sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a Miranda moment there. So it's because I'm going to watching it. I love Miranda. Um, so, And I came in, and I smashed this scene. And he sort of went oh well that was a surprise and I was like was he Scottish? sorry he was yeah that wasn't me just being like that's that's a a spike that was a surprise and I was like "Um, I mean I'm an actor so I mean I can if you want me to play that part it was weird the way he treated me was really weird and I was like I 100% know based on the other women in the room that when I picked that piece which you were kind of surprised because when I said oh I'm going to do this but he was like oh okay I was like where's that come from? like where has that come from? Because it's, I just, I don't know, it, it does drive me nutty yeah. and I will talk about it with
0: anyone who asks, so... It, it's kind of like the industry is more focused on the looks rather than
1: the acting, uh, Like a hundred million percent. A hundred million trillion percent. Why is that though? I don't get it. I, I don't, oh man, I, I wish, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Um... I'm not saying that every beautiful, like aesthetically beautiful person that is on the screen or on in, in the theatre or whatever is a terrible actor. I am not saying that mm. at all. But I feel like the standard is like, it's not, it's, not, it's, it's unattainable for someone like me who is kind of like, just kind of normal, and I'm fine with that because it means you. I can put on a load of makeup and look yeah. amazing, or I can like look like shit, or I can. Do you know what I mean? Or put a wig on me and I completely transform. Yeah. Like I would never ever want to be pigeonholed into like being being family, something. Yeah. But there is a reason why I never ever thought I'd play Juliet, and then I played Juliet because there was it was a it was a company in Bristol that were amazing called Insane oh. Root. You should check them out. And and they they took a shot on me not because. You know, but I there was a reason why I'd always told myself I've never play Juliet. Why is that? She's just I a know. she's just a teenager who falls in love. And you smashed it. I really enjoyed. I had the best time. I had the best time. So it's like there's something wrong in the matrix somewhere. Do you think it will change, or do you think I, I, that pressure from Hollywood
0: and will continue to seep on through?
1: I I hope it will change. I really hope it will change, and I don't know whether that comes from chatting about it. Mm-hmm. being more honest about it, um, telling the stories that kind of are ridiculous because they, you know, I was talking just before we started recording about we had a cast and director come, really big cast and director come to the school, final year, to meet the graduating actors and we had individual meetings. I went in, did my monologue. We had a really good chat. I was like, oh, I smashed it. Go on. Yes, go <laughs> on. And uh, I was getting up to leave and she sort of stopped me what was a she? There you go, giving it away. Um, and she stopped me going to the door, and she was like, "Oh, um, so what are we going to do about your eyebrows? Can you grow them? Because I can't put you forward for period drama, otherwise." I was like, and at the time, I, uh, you know, being like really young and naive, I was like, "Yes, of course I can." Anything else? And then uh, looking back, you're just like, "That's the most ridiculous thing." But it's it's really weird. I think it's really weird. It really is. But yeah. then on the flip side of that,
0: like you're you're told, oh yeah, don't get microblading done, don't get lip fillers because then it will look weird on screen.
1: Yeah, look natural.
0: So where's the in between? Like, why can't we just have our faces? Are you, are you either like,
1: you either born you're either born with the look that they want, or you starve yourself and and do horrendous things to yourself mentally and physically to try and become that, and it's like at the end of the day Scarlett there's no point
0: there's no point you'll either
1: hire me because I'm a really good actor or you won't and I'd rather do the jobs that mean that I can play amazing different characters and
0: work with people who
1: don't judge me absolutely for having a bit of chub chub
0: absolutely I love and brows, it. normal brows normal brows people normal brows. <laughs> but as well that that in going on the sorry but we've just done a whole tangent but going on the flip side of that as well that's where I think especially in screen work that's where it is so important because you get like little towns where I grew up in Scotland where you know people don't look like the Dove Camerons of the world who've had beautiful just, surgery yeah yeah, um, yeah and yeah. that that inspires them to be like okay like I, I look normal and I had um, I eating disorder when I was growing up because I used to watch Americans Next Top Model and I was like yes. I don't look like that I need to mm. I need to look like that I need to mm. be beautiful mm. and that was my version of beautiful mm. and although it's kind of opening now with the media of oh yeah this was photoshopped and this was airbrushed it, it, it's a massive thing to put out normal people
1: because no one looks like a Kardashian happen.
0: without surgery
1: it doesn't happen like the, the the most amazing thing was going to see um come from away actually which is a amazing. fabulous I didn't know anything about it I love musicals I grew up doing them I'm a I'm a big geek
0: amazing
1: and I sort of like I stayed away from it because it obviously originated in the States and yeah. got all the Tonys and came over here and I went with my best mate and I remember just being sat there gobsmacked because on stage were like Normal people, yeah. and I, I know musical theatre might is slightly more. I think that it's more heightened mm-hmm. that kind of pressure a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But kind of watching that, and I was like, oh, well, well, I could do that. I mean, I need to work on my vocals a little bit. But no, like, I've heard you sing on the gram. You're great. <laughs> but that kind of that kind of um, you just don't you just don't see it. You don't see it in theatre now. It, you really yeah. don't. You you kind of. I, I just want. Yeah, I don't know what I want. I guess it's just sort of just to normalize everything. Or like or like watching things where you're like this is a true reflection of 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 the people I see in the yeah. street. Even like
0: um I know we were talking about Saoirse Ronan before, but when she done Ladybird and she didn't have any editing on her face and I think she suffered from quite bad acne at that time. Mm-hmm. And she done a whole article on it because she mm-hmm. was like, well, I'm representing teenagers yeah. and that this was me at the
1: time and it's like that's fantastic well because that's yeah yeah it, it's so important um it's so yeah. important and that's that's already shows a change because i remember reading an article when Keira Knightley did pride and prejudice and they had to spend thousands probably i don't know how how many dollars but cgiing her spots out oh my god that isn't her face that you're looking at. That's a that's a airbrushed version of her face. Now I I go because she's brilliant. She really chats about mental health and yeah. how she's been affected by the industry and stuff. And I'm sure that was not her that was not her choice. But you just think you think like what? But but why? They would have had terrible skin in the Regency period. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. You know. So you just I don't know. It's like seeing Margot Robbie do Mary Queen of Scots and having terrible, terrible skin and that. And you'd be like, yeah, but like. We, I have days when I feel like that. Yeah,
0: you
1: know, or like they're not
0: like superhumans, like like celebrities. They, no. they have a spot. They have a blemish. No,
1: I had I had a, I had a cast director once tell me if I was going to sort my teeth out. That was a thing. I was like, no, I'm not going to get them. Straight You've got great the teeth. Well, they're kind of wonky here, and I got a bit of a buckle Everyone on does. Here. I know, but they were just like, uh, I mean, have you thought about getting them, you know, whitened no. or sorted? I was like, you know what? I watched Four Weddings and a Funeral for the first time about six months ago, and I adored seeing actual british teeth in them yeah because now all those actors have like veneers and they're not the real teeth and that sounds like a really stupid thing to say but like i just again that's just another little thing where yeah. it's a thing yeah you know you sort of start to become famous and you have to have this done and that done and it's just like meh, Why I, I do not and it, it does it just brings it all back
0: to the self-love uh, that you yes. you spoke about in your post um So this is now this is a huge question. Okay. But how do you begin to love yourself in a world? I think especially in an industry that critiques those who are, I guess, self confident. Because I think it's very much a British thing as well. If someone is really you know self assured and self confident, it's oh they're they're so cocky or they're so up themselves. How do we get that balance?
1: It's a really good question because it feels like you can't ever, ever do that. I feel it as a woman definitely if if there, there is a a line between sort of people being really supportive of you like I love my body I will wear what I want to wear mm-hmm. I can like say what I want to say um, obviously not trying to offend anyone or whatever but then uh, people supporting that being like yes you're doing great and, all that, and then the flip side of it is going oh she's being a loud woman she's being bossy or she's mm-hmm. kind of arrogant and I just I actually I don't know is the is the answer to it? And also, I think these people who present as being very confident and um, happy with everything they have and all that kind of stuff, there's probably some hurt in there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And probably days where, like Lizzo, looks in the mirror and she's like, "Right." I say Lizzo because she is like I adore her, and she just doesn't really give a fuck. Yeah. She's just like great. And actually, I think Gilliam... Gillian. Gillian michaels she's is it she used to do like um biggest loser or something she's this american trainer who's like no one should be fat everyone should be thin uh basically is what she preaches (laughs) even though she's like you need to be strong i'm like you're literally like you're a beast yeah and sorry jillian (laughs) and uh she went for lizzo being like how you know i don't understand how lizzo can be like this role model when she's fat and you're just like it's not your business no it's actually not your business and like I think we just need to be kinder to yeah, each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also, like, um, if you want to spend time critiquing others, you're probably not happy with yourself, and then maybe that's where you need to look inwards a little absolutely, bit. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Which
1: is really hard, isn't it? It's
0: hard, but it comes back to just having the conversations and having conversations like this where we talk about it. And yeah. Go, oh, yeah, actually, I don't need to knock all of my teeth out to get a job. No, essentially, no thanks. What it comes to, yeah. So moving on from the self-love, you have done various shows throughout your career. From and I did look at your CV, Hmm. from Shakespeare to theatre to TV to musical to voiceovers. How do you stay open to as much casting as possible without feeling kind of pigeon? Hold. often i've been told you know you can't do a musical and then go to tv when actually yes you can and um, but you seem to have you know you're prime example of doing everything and um, well thank you how, how what what advice would you give to someone who maybe feels
1: like they want to do everything i say do it mm-hmm. i say i mean with with you know with voiceover and stuff that's a a kind of I guess that is my side hustle but it also happens to be part of the industry which Mm -hmm. I adore and you know it means I can pay my rent and stuff so that's kind of like a sidebar thing for me yeah I mean as a side note definitely if you feel like I mean everyone's got a voice so that's fine Um, but get a voice reel together Um, they're not necessarily cheap get a really good one and then send that out to voice agents or I know some acting agencies have like voice departments as well that are generally quite good Um, but that's really helped me sort of stay involved in the industry or at least feel like I'm doing something. Um, and you know, paid my rent and I really enjoy it in terms of like being pigeonholed. I think it's, again, I think I've been really lucky. I, I had one TV audition before, um, I did like, before I got on the telly last year, one, I've never self taped in my life for anything. Um, so it's, I think it's like a combination of staying open yourself as well if projects are coming in and they're the same kind of thing or like it's always you know um multi-rolling must play an instrument and yeah. you know hula hoop then maybe that's a chat you can start to have with your agent hopefully you've you've got a good relationship with I think that's super important oh my God, yeah. um and also I don't know it's really hard it I, I feel like I mean I don't audition a lot you know you get some actors who will have like two a week yeah. I, I get like one a month if that you know. so I think I know I've gotten a lot of the work that I've done so it's being open to emailing people and being honest with yourself about what you actually want to do as well Mm. because you might find a way into the industry that is musicals or is like I'm an actor muso or I do one liners on like whatever it is whereas actually that might be your starting point but it doesn't mean you have to stay there necessarily again it's about having a conversation about it with your agent with Whoever emailing casting directors and yeah. go, I've done this, but now I want to do this. What's coming up? You know, absolutely. Um, try and stay connected. It's it's tough though. Yeah, for you, sure. you've smashed it. <laughs> you've absolutely smashed it. So,
0: how do you stay on top of your mental health when you are out of work?
1: Um, sometimes I don't. Um, so, actually, what I did for. I finished a theatre gig. I went up to the Fringe and then went into, like, a hole mentally afterwards because I had nothing on the cards and it was all a bit bleak. So um, I keep bringing him up, but speaking to my partner, yeah. um, he was like, well, you need to have a plan then for when you're out of work. Because you." I know, mm. for me personally, I'll finish a job and then it will be two weeks of, like, black.
0: Yeah, recovering from it. Yeah,
1: totally. And um, Whether that's exhaustion or, like, nothing else has happened because it's really rare that you job hop. I think that yeah. you are absolutely in... Uh, like three percent of the industry that say oh well I know what I'm doing next I think that's an amazing position to be in um so he's like write a 10-step plan then what are you going to do when you know a job's coming to an end and to have not necessarily I mean you've got to feel what you want to feel but avoid that real pit of despair which kind of isn't necessary because everything's going to be fine so like I make sure that maybe I've got a couple of workshops booked in I, maybe even something simple as, like, I'm going to make sure that when I finish work, like, the week after, I go to the theatre. Or I, um... What else? Something simple, like getting a massage, love a massage. Yeah, go on, treat yourself. Yeah, I know. I don't drink a hell of a lot, so... uh, Because I can't, really. Um, So that's kind of my little... My little thing. Or I'll get a manicure, because I know that when I'm doing a job, I can't necessarily have one. It sounds really simple, but doing that... And also, um setting up emails so that they can go out as soon as I finish being like just finished this thing this is a review if it's good attach it obviously um or like um so I'm free I'm available what's happening
0: Fantastic. so I I think
1: it that's just really helped clarify it because I wasn't necessarily not doing any of that it was more that I didn't realize that that's what I needed to do in order to feel like I've done the most I can so now it's universe time to just sort of see what's out there really um but it's really hard Yeah. It's really, really hard. I think it's
0: hard as well. Like when you're saying emails, like I've very I very rarely write to people. Mm. I think it takes such a confidence to I used to be terrible
1: at it. I used to apologise, be like, sorry for emailing. Now I'm just like, okay, I'm unemployed. (laughs) Here's why you should hire me. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go for a coffee. And actually, (laughs) nine times out of ten, they still don't reply. But you get that one reply and you do have a coffee, and then it's like, right, I have made that happen. Let's just kind of Let's like you know it. see how it yeah. works. And it's, it's really
0: hard. Casting directors love being like love getting an email as well. Yeah. When we've interviewed them. They've been like, "Yeah, write to me. I love it. I love love seeing new talent." Yeah. And it's yeah, it's it's good that you do this. And I've definitely got inspired from thank, trying you today. Thank so thank you. you for coming to chat. <laughs> no, thanks for um, me. I've got one more question for
1: you. All right, hit me with it.
0: Could you walk into a room today and say, "I'm having a bad mental health day"?
1: Uh, yes, because I have done it. Fantastic. I actually I actually have done it and it's it's more like I mean I used to tell people nothing. I'm like used to hide that I was diabetic, I didn't used to say anything. Whereas now I'm just like, right, diabetes is crap, didn't have a good night's sleep, feeling really low. End oh, of conversation, yeah. I'm here to work. Amazing. I try, I really try. And, and it makes be, a
0: difference. Does it make a difference?
1: It makes such a difference because then people uh some people don't know how to handle it yet, which is totally fine. Mm. Because they're like, oh no, do we I'm like, come talk to me. Yeah. I just... I'm letting you know that either my energy's a bit low today or, um, yeah, I'm not as on it. My head's... I've got... I get this thing, of like, I've like described it like a head fog and, you know, yes. you just can't quite string... Everything's a bit fuzzy. Yeah. But I'll try and do my job as best as I can. But I'm very... <laughs> probably too open, but I'm very open about being like, you know what? I feel a bit shit today. Yeah. Nothing I don't to, think you
0: can be too open with that. I think it's great. No,
1: be... I would really encourage it and, it, and it's really... <sighs> I say encourage it. It's taken me a long time to be able to do that. Sitting here now, talking as a as a twenty-seven-year-old, you know, going 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 like you know, actually, yeah, today's a bit crap. Don't know why. Because sometimes there isn't a reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, But then people know where you stand, really.
0: Yeah. And it helps, it helps you as well because you're being honest about it and not having to be like, okay, I just need to smile and get... Or being like, I'm fine. It. And then something yeah. happens
1: Like someone knocks over your drink and you're like, fuck, oh, we'll yeah, your yeah. or you lose your or you cry. Like or you them to the floor. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Never done that, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did say you enjoyed fighting at drama school. Don't so. have any
1: restraining <laughs> orders. Just, just an FYI. Yes, thank you so much for coming chat. Hey, thank, thank you chats. so much <laughs> for having, you're having me. You're amazing. We're
0: not finished quite yet. We oh. do have a game. Excellent. This is finish the sentence. I'm warmed up now.
1: Here we go. Here we go. Oh, God.
0: The first thing I do in the morning is... Yawn. Really? Every morning? Every morning. Oh, my
1: God. That's
0: amazing. (laughs) My go-to
1: pick-me-up is... Uh, Binging Netflix. I thought you were going to say a bin liner A bin-liner? Yeah, because you went bib. I was like, bin-liners? No, that's that's what you thought that sentence... Seriously, do you not know me? Yes. Okay, no. Um, yes, I'm guilty for like the American version of The Office. Oh my god, yeah. Or Miranda, which I've been doing recently because Thomas. she got me through some real dark times when I was younger. Anything like that, just to be silly. I love
0: Netflix. Oh, I man. recently watched The Messiah. Oh, I've not done that yet. Stick with it, okay? Yeah, okay. It's, it's a wee bit tricky to get into, but the ending is. Yeah, See, I've just
1: done You series oh god, two. God, oh my god, he's so sexy. He's bad. so sexy. Stop. Like sorry Robbie if you're listening oh Oh man
0: so sexy so sexy and I'm like
1: I shouldn't want you to get away with it but get away
0: with it oh my god no spoilers (laughs) a country I'd love to visit is
1: Mm, yeah where do I want to go um uh Russia Russia Yes. yes why Russia I love a coat Oh go on Are I we fur like, we hats? Well why not?
0: Fox fur uh, Fox yeah. fur Faux fur Faux so. fur I learnt this recently So I've been saying
1: Fox fur People think you're Terrible Like no life. Peter Are like get on Faux <laughs> fur Faux fur Faux fur, fur. A, little, a little bit of Francaise yes. faux? The X yeah. is not silent.
0: So yeah. <laughs> so so. Um, My favourite shower song is
1: uh, it were like a childish Gambino Oh yeah Maybe anything like that Fantastic I can have it I can pretend that like I'm really cool when I'm yeah, not Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah Love In the
1: it. shower Go on Oh, musical, sorry musical. What musical? <sighs> what have I been listening to recently? I mean, come from away, I can like bang that I out I'm an islander I am an, an islander. islander Fantastic uh, 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 uh. It's got copyright, Fantastic. probably can't sing that <laughs> <laughs> My, oh, Mental health to me is? Ooh, uh, important In the future, I want to look back and be really proud of what I've done fantastic
0: great answer
1: thank you that, I'm surprised myself actually I'm doing a little
0: yeah, congratulations yeah. dance go in my head on, go yeah. on my favourite pizza topping is
1: mm, classic um, like mozzarella tomato
0: fantastic yeah. what's your thoughts on pineapple and pizza
1: absolutely yes
0: fantastic good yeah. Good. Yeah. good. You can, you're on my Christmas I'm a Hawaiian yeah well
1: done. you should follow me on Twitter because because I post Gifs all the time and they're hysterical. I like, is that how you say it, Jeff? <laughs> well, or gif? I was really strong. That's it's strong and wrong. Gif, um, gif, gif gif. Gif, gif.
0: gif, gif. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. So, <laughs> so, so go and follow everyone. Yes. Last one. Happiness to me is um,
1: um, warm bread and butter. <laughs> that's s- my favourite answer of all time. A slice of like just baked bread. Like a good, not even just a sourdough, just like a fluffy bloomer.
0: Have you ever made your own bread?
1: Have I, thought. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, I love it. Thank you so much for coming Thank to chat with me.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Industry Minds. If you're interested in our counselling services, please email mary at industryminds.co.uk. For all other inquiries, please email info at industryminds.co.uk. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media at Industry Minds UK. You can find out about all our future guests
0: and our future events on there. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.